hello and welcome to the Dork Forest, you guys. It's a live Dork Forest. It's kind of an, it's an exciting one, you guys, for any number of reasons. The first reason, of course, is standing to my left is Mike Rickberg and his lovely girlfriend, Sarah, who sing the theme song to the Dork Forest. And they are going to sing it live and this com- evening for you. And composed. And composed. And composed <laughs> sing, written, composed. Mike Rickberg's a genius, is what we know. Thank and Sarah you. is a genius, and she won't come on the Dork Forest to talk about fish, even though I genuinely need her to. <laughs> She's a fish dork. Have you ever had a fish dork in your lives? Have you? Oh, I'm... I really want to talk fish with the band Sarah. or the the animal oh. or that fish. Oh, I want there to be. That's right. And <laughs> who you're hearing back here, uh, Margaret Cho and Ian Harvey are my guests this episode. You may applaud for them too. Yay! Woo! Yay! But well, let's start with a live rendition of the theme song. <laughs> About our obsessions Make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest The dark out for a while Yay! Thank you very much, Mike Rickberg, Sarah. Uh, that was exciting. Did you enjoy that song, Margaret Cho? I loved it. I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was very kind of 1920s. Oh, yeah, it was. It, they, they were both doing a little bit. I, I always feel like it's very all in the family. Ian yeah. Harvey, did you yeah. enjoy that? Yeah, I thought it was a little 51st Dates. Um, oh, is that what it was? Yeah, a little 51st? Little... You went Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler. <laughs> Interesting. <Yeah. laughs> so here we are at the Meltdown Comic Book Store where we do monthly The Dork Forest Live. Uh-huh. And I asked Margaret if she would be on the show. And I said, what is your dorkdom? And you said... Asians. We could talk about Asians. Asians. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, it's like, it's kind of, I've been super dorky my whole life that I, I was like, you know, my parents came from Korea and they never really left Korea. You know, they, they stayed. Where did they come from Korea? They, they, they came to Korea. Like in the 70s? Korea. They came, no, came in 1964 to oh. San Francisco, but they never, like our house um, was filled with like, decomposing things in clay jars. Like, that was like... <laughs> like everything. Oh, like they were making kimchi in the laundry room yeah. or something? Yeah, no, there was like... Oh. There was all kinds of different um, pickled vegetables in decay, different <laughs> stages of decay. And so, my, like, my house smelled probably like John Wayne Gacy's. Like, there oh. was like... The smell of decomposing bodies. <laughs> was everywhere. there meat decomposing? No, there wasn't meat, but there was fish. They went vegetables. Well, fish oh, fish and vegetables. Fish and my, you fish know, my mom meat. would like take sometimes take these clay pots and bury them outside, and then forget. Oh or no! She'd bury them, and then she'd be out there like trying to dig up <laughs> these like clay pot, like a like you know like there a needs- gopher or something, <laughs> or like Groundhog Day. It's so there needs to be an app for that. Um, it's there weird. Should be an app for that. The kimchi app. <laughs> the kimchi app. The the Korean old country app is well, what it. But they 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 uh, brought Korea to them because they never really left. So I would go to school, and all the food in my lunchbox had eyes. <laughs> Like, I would actually go to school. This serious, serious. Like, seriously, I would go to school with these. They would make you, like, a bento box kind like of situation? Like, a bento box, exactly. But um, with these pressed together sheets of dried fish that were tiny anchovies that had yeah. just, so it was like a, like a poppy seeds. Yeah. Like a poppy seed bagel, but it was, instead of poppy seeds, it was just eyeballs. <laughs> and I would take that to school. And then <laughs> open it up in front of other children. Other white children. Other what? Were there a lot of white children that you were with? Yes. Were there any Korean because kids? They, no, because I went to a school, uh, they, they had enrolled me um, 
because my parents were paranoid because my father was deported really early because they they'd overstayed their student visa. Ah. And then they had me. Right. Sort of an accident. Uh-huh, they had uh-huh. me and they had to have, you know, had me at a hospital. And when they went to the hospital, they were, you had to show their IDs and they didn't have proper identification because they were student visa, you know, the right, student right. visas expired. So they deported my father. So because of that, I was sent to, when I finally, you know, was going to school, I was sent to an all white school and it was a Lutheran school. Okay. And it was all like these young, like, like sort of like young German kids and me. And it right. was very, were your parents Christian? Were they Lutheran? They were Christian. They were not Lutheran, but okay. they thought Lutherans were probably the most white. Oh, yeah. So they thought that maybe I would be mistaken as white. So she'll just blend in. <laughs> just blend right in. She blend just right like in. them. <laughs> you know, Missouri so, Synod? What was it? What kind of Lutherans? Or it, were they nice Lutherans? They were. Because they were, um, there's no, mean Lutherans. No, they were mean. I, oh. But, but the, thing about the, the thing about it is that I really discovered my talent as a writer. when I was Because uh, we would get in trouble. And so in order to punish us, the teachers would make us write essays okay. about what we had done. And so I would write these really sarcastic, like, that feels scathing, like, could have been written by David Sedaris. Right, right. (laughs) Essays of skate, like, really criticizing the whole school system and Lutheranism in general and all this stuff. And then I would be sent to the uh, principal's office for that. And, you know, I I remember... Because you would publish, of course. Why wouldn't you publish? (laughs) I'd write a blog then. (laughs) Right. (laughs) In 1976. And I... Wait, Rimeograph? Really early, an early adopter. They... um, (laughs) They would send me to the principal's office, and I remember actually walking by teachers' lounges and having my work read out loud by teachers. Un- oh. Unbelieve, like not believing that this was written by a child. And, oh, nice! And saying that they, I probably probably copied it from somebody, or oh. but how could it be about them if I copied it? And so that <laughs> you that knew work, too much. They had a discussion group, a, re- a book club right. about my work before I had even done anything. So it gave me a lot of confidence. <laughs> you know? Right, right. At the very least, you were like it was a. Sh- Shock jocks kind of situation. It was, it was where... like the Howard Stern of West Portal Lutheran <laughs> Middle School. <laughs> nice work. <laughs> nice San work. <laughs> Ian, where were you raised? Uh, that's where my dorkdom is, is. I was raised in Maine. So oh, Maine. really rural. And uh, There's like 12 people in Maine, yeah, right? I mean, yeah. it's very. It's a very large state with not very many people. Yeah, lots How of potatoes. How many people are in Maine? Uh, about a million total. Total? Yeah. And it's huge. And it's actually bigger than the rest of New England combined. Yeah. But a million people. It's it's weird. It's a that, really it's, it's a, like the size of North Dakota, isn't it? Um I don't know. Okay. But North Dakota only has eight hundred thousand <laughs> people and the people of Maine. Is it a rural community? Uh Southern or Maine is, it, is Southern Maine is actually pretty cool and pretty hip. Okay. Today. Portland? Yeah. Oh today. Portland. Yes. But uh, growing up I grew up in like a mountain town with like lakes and streams and ponds and like used to like um, talking about fish and um, fish girl. Oh, like, right, right. We used to, like, uh, at, near my house, there was, like, a, a brook we called Sucker Brook, and we used to take, this is so gross, we used to take um, ski poles and take yeah. the ends off the ski poles and go to the Sucker Brook, and the sucker fish would come up and suck the end of the pole, and we'd stab them into the sand. Sure. And that was, like, entertainment um, for us. It was so <laughs> fucking just torturing friend. fish. Uh, but you killed them, and then did you eat them? No, no. No, no, you just killed no, them. No, we actually didn't even kill them. We just would stab them through into the sand, and then we'd release. Really, oh, I think you killed kind them. Of like it was kind of it was it was cat it was like catch and release adjacent <laughs> right it was maim and release is but, what it yeah, sadly was yeah pretty much pretty much I it th- was fucked up yeah, yeah it was fucked up but i mean i accidentally i wanted to learn how to trap rabbits when i was a child oh. and uh, i asked my dad cuz my I, I grew up in a small town that, that by the time i was a child it was like a suburb and but my dad it was a small town and he had like a trap line and i was like i want to be like daniel boone and have a trap line and he's like there's a 
grocery store seven blocks from here. What are you talking about? And so I asked him if he would teach me how to um, trap rabbits, bless you, in the summer. And and he said, well, you can't do it in the summer because they have, they have worms, so you can't eat them. Because what I wanted was I wanted him to show me how to trap a rabbit and then show me how to skin it. And then he was going to help me make a hat because yeah. I was a nightmare of a nine-year-old child, oh. I guess. But so he was like, well, we'll do it in the winter, thinking I would forget. And so the winter came and I asked him if he would do it. And he said, well, you got to track the rabbits, find out where they go in between Mr. and Mrs. Mogg's house, over here in between the Clump's house, because everybody had weird names like Mogg and Clump around me <laughs> and the Shablowskis. Anyway, so. Um, where was so this? Again? In South Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It okay. was a little town, a little factory town outside of Milwaukee. And so weeks were spent tracking, and then he taught me how to make a simple snare, like a wire snare, and set it up. And two weeks go by, and I don't catch a rabbit. And then one night I said, how do you catch a, you know, I'm not catching any rabbits here, Dad. And he goes, well, I'll look at it before I go to work. And then he, I distinctly remember him jabbing me with his, you know, those socks that dads wear, the nylon, the gold black, toe. gold toe yeah. nylon socks. Yeah. He pokes me with it and he goes, what are you going to do if you find a rabbit in that snare? And I said, well, you told me you'd skin it and teach me how to make a hat and we'd eat it. And he's like, no, no. What if it's alive? What are you going to do? And I said, I don't know. And he goes, well, I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to go get the baseball bat out of the, out of the uh. garage. And you're going to put it out of its misery. <sighs> and I was like, oh, of course, that's what I'm going to do, Daniel Boone. And so the next day he looks at it. I come home from school and there's a fucking rabbit in the day. And it's not dead. And so I try to free it and I can't. And I'm sobbing like a crazy person. <sighs> and it dies a horrible, horrible death. This is I am not the hero of this story. This is a terrible story uh, <laughs> that... Uh, so uh, there you go. Well, uh, I grew up on Beaver Pond, and there were our neighbors were rednecks, and they trapped for fun oh. and whatever, and uh, they trapped larger animals. But um, we had a cat named Puff who got trapped in an, a small animal trap and came back with um, her wrist snap. Like basically, there was nothing left but like a snag of fur holding her paw on, and so it deterred me from ever. You know, I was really into Daniel Boone too. Right? That whole right. concept and the Crockett hat and be. everything, and um, <laughs> sure had the BB gun and all that. And uh, but that deterred me from ever wanting to trap. But I did kill an animal, a very small bird, with my BB gun with my Daisy, and uh, and I cried for days after days. I did it. Days, because, and days. Uh, because I'm still it, guilty about that goddamn. Uh, rabbit. It takes about thirty some odd BBs to kill a bird. Uh, and before you can actually, and it was one of those moments that like I never, I and my dad's a hunter, and like we are I, not hunting dogs. Yeah, no, that's I'm, what we no, learned here. I, after that, after that, I was like, I'm an, a complete asshole, and I never ever wanted to shoot my baby. There, there's again. like things like like uh, that happen like at my house, even even if you have animals, there's like that that, that like I have this. I when I first got my little Chihuahua puppies, she's okay. so adorable and. Um, Chihuahua puppy. So tiny, like maybe four pounds, like maybe. so cute and yeah. just like fit in the palm of your hand. And so she was walking around outside and she came in and she had like a little thing in her mouth. And I was like, oh my God, what is that? What is that? What is that? And she put it down on the ground and it was like a baby bird. And I was like, oh no. And then like, <laughs> the, I, I started screaming like yeah. that, that she had this little baby bird and it was obviously injured and like. She mm. bit it, and it was like bleeding, and I was like, free. I was like, oh, okay, what do I do? What do I do? Because I was like, I'm going to take Is it this outside. when you were a kid? No, this was <laughs> oh, like a month recently. Ago. Okay, and I was like, what, all, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then my big dog came in, and she, my big dog looks at it and looks at looks at, and I was like, I, what are you going to do? What, what should I do? And the big dog just whoop. 
and ate it. And just ate it. Just swallowed it like a pill. And like, I, I go, oh no. And then, um, then I heard the mama bird outside looking and squawking and looking for the baby bird. You have anthropomorphized all, all of these animals. Well, I know, but all day. Like all the, day. the bird was like swooping in the yard and looking Trying, for its yeah. child. And I, I was crying all day. Like it was yeah. like. Did they I, make? Did she make posters? <laughs> no, I, I have no, put them on like a bird seed <laughs> container. Boink. I have since <laughs> like a milk jug. Like a milk. I get it. Took me a second. Sorry, I'll be over here. Jackie, I have since rescued uh, no less than a hundred animals in an since effort then. to make an amends. Yeah, really, just to try bird. to make good no, he, on. Yeah, a, he really does. He like, really I, does. From yeah. chipmunks yeah. to birds to a, a you know a bird um, fell out of a nest in our backyard, and we had five dogs, and they were right. all standing around it before the gulp happened. Right, and I went out and you know any any I will do anything. I actually my girlfriend's here tonight, and she she can attest to this. There was uh, nobody likes the valley rats, but uh, there was a mother that jumped to its death, um, uh, and there was a, a whole thing of baby. And I tried to nurse them all. They were all still bald and pink. And I tried to nurse them. Oh, baby them. rats? Yeah. Oh, I yeah, mean, that, I'm, I will go to any length at this point to rescue any kind of animal. Right. People hate pigeons. I will rescue pigeons. People hate seagulls or, you know, because they're just, uh, what, I doesn't matter. Whatever annoying animal, I don't care. I'll, I'll, I, that's my Something thing comparable? Today. I'll stand in front of somebody when, when a comic is about to be asked something that I can tell is going to be a nightmare. It's uh, 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 I was in the green room. This guy comes in and... Uh, it's something like this. I'll just, I'll take the bullet, is what I'm saying. People, people love to say annoying things to me, but if, like, if a person came up to you and said, I have to tell you this thing, whenever they, somebody says that, I know that it's going to be inappropriate. I know yeah, that. Yeah. And so <laughs> yeah. I always say, take a moment and think to yourself, is this going to hurt this person's feelings? And sadly, I don't do it when it, someone comes up to me and says it, but only when I see it, when, I can only see it from afar. I don't know what weird thing you're about to say, but yeah, but you know, you know when I, you know when, when it makes my ears prick up is when somebody goes, you know what you look like. Oh no, you know who you look like, and then I go, don't say it, not a don't, don't even, don't say, it. and no matter who it is, they're saying it to whoever. Right, I'm like, it's not going to be good. It's not. You know who you look like? You. You look exactly like you, and you're beautiful. How about that? That's, that's enough. The correct answer yeah, for the love of Christ. Oh my God. You know what? The guy who once said that I reminded him of a female Dennis Franz. That's a bad one. Yeah, yeah. That's a guy from that's NYPD crazy. Blue. Well, no, it's because I'm kind of. Well, I think he meant m- manners. <laughs> I don't know. I. Have, I have obviously also spent many years trying to That's figure great. out that. No, you know what's odd is I'm actually friendly with him. Oh, you know the, Dennis Franz? Yeah, I know him. I know him well from the NYPD Blue Days. That's we, exciting. We were uh, network mates <laughs> oh, uh, on back, the lot, uh, but way back when. Way back when, when so, you had your when you had the show. Yeah, when the I big when show I was that tel- was a, television. So yeah, he yeah. and I were on the same network. And uh, you have a show now, Drop Dead yeah, Diva, have Lifetime a, Network. Have, have we watched? Have Who's watched? It's a good show. Yeah, it's a good show. But um, yeah, you might want to watch it. What I love I, about Drop Dead Diva, yeah. by the way, is that it's a law show. Uh, it's a procedural. It's a procedural, right? Yeah. So it's about suppose you know a model who is reincarnated or comes back to life in the in the body of a larger woman, right? But I love the law part of it because it's on Lifetime. Uh-huh. Is that they're constantly taking people to to trial for things like bullying or uh-huh. yeah, you were mean. Yeah. I'm sorry. We're gonna let's find out what the jury system would think about this. Well, I think the jury system would decide that you're kind of a jackass. That's what it is, and we're gonna. It's gonna cost you hundreds yeah, of grand. Yeah, it's a very lifetimey kind it's, of. It is. It's fun. I mean, it's, it's super fun. It's, it's fun. Really, it's, 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 not, it's, it's like lifetime law. 
It's Lifetime Law. That's what it all. Oh. I know? want there to be a series of shows that are that are going to be called. They're going to be it's Lifetime Law shows. It's going to be great. It's about guys who just really they're just they're out there. They're helping. Yeah, it's they nice. Are. It's really good. <laughs> I don't know why that voice is happening, but it's it's just because it's Lifetime. I love Lifetime sometimes. No, I do too. <laughs> are you guys are you guys going to watch the the Christmas? You know how they always do the Christmas shows. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, they uh-huh. do a lot of them, and they do them. It's their. I think I'm. I'm I think I'm supposed to do some, but I haven't done them yet. So I don't oh. think I'll end up doing them this year. But I did them last year. I did a Christmas couple. Shows of like did you what? do a couple of them? Like I what? did a couple of them where you you have people over and you sort of give them what you did for Christmas and you know like and I'm like oh well I made all these these fish eggs in a pot and they're really <laughs> oh, vain, they're really yeah, veiny. Yeah. Can you cook Korean food? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not a bad chef. I'm, yeah. I'm good. Although, you know, I didn't learn um, extensively all of the stuff that Korean food requires. It's, it's quite a lot of fermentation and quite a lot of preparation. It's fiddly as all heck, but it is amazing food. It's I love Korean food. It's amazing food, but yeah. there's so much you have to do to make it right. Yeah. You know, and, so. I mean, because you can make that, that spicy beef soup, Yukai Jang. Uh, yes. Close enough, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and uh, it's my favorite soup. It's it so will, good. It, it will fix you for whatever. Uh, if you are not sick, you will never get sick. And yeah. if you are sick, you will no longer it's be sick. It's wonderful. It's yeah. really, really good. And for it's you. super spicy. And I always and always the Koreans are like, no, no, Americans don't like this. It's yeah, too spicy, I always, too spicy. I always get worried when I see white people eating that. I'm like, are you really sure? <laughs> you gotta, have you thought about your whole? I've, I've thought about it. I've this. thought about it. <laughs> have you? You really, you know, it's going to come out badly. It's all right. It's all right. I'm willing to live through it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's going to fix everything <laughs> all the way through. It's a, it's, it's an antibiotic. It's a, it's it like really, a beef antibiotic. It really, yeah. It really kills everything in its path. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. And, and so, do you guys want to? What do you want? You want to talk about tattoos? Because oh, you yeah. just got new tattoos. I got a ton. Of you just tattoos. got. Did you? Is that really Bruce? That is not really Bruce. Yeah, it's Bruce. It is. Yeah. She got a new uh, tattoo of friend of the show, Bruce Daniels. Uh, Please rise and show it. Uh, it's, 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 uh, it's, Bruce, it's Bruce as Medusa, so it's Mabrusa. It's, yeah, that's right. It's Mabrusa. <laughs> well, it, really, it really looked like, um, and when it, before it got colored in, it looked like Selene Luna. And my um, tattooer, uh, Craig Jackman, one of them, is a, is, a, is a good friend of Selene Luna. So it looked a lot like her when it started, but oh, now okay. it looks like Bruce. It's, uh, it's, and do you use the same? Do you have any tattoos here? I do. How many? Do you have um, lots of them? Or do you? Including the ones that were covered up, I have like six. Six or seven. Yeah, he's got oh, quite a but, few. Now, you, so you got them covered up or just changed? I got them covered up because it looked like I, I had. I, okay, so just a little background. Um, I was a dyke for many years. I transitioned um, uh, about four or five years ago. Okay, and, uh, so I'm trans, and um, I had this giant. You look great, man. Giant, thank you, super fox. I had <laughs> I had this massive um, woman symbol with a fist in the center on this arm. Okay, that I got when I was 19 that I thought was fucking rad at the time when I was marching around with like act up and queer nation and shit and I thought that was fucking rad and mm-hmm. and then um, I got it from a person who had I was like their second t- per human being be- that they tattooed after like a grapefruit that they had practiced on <laughs> So it looked like I got it with a crochet hook in prison like 30 years ago. So Was it very blue? I didn't get it covered up because it was a woman's symbol. I got it covered up because it just looked terrible. It and, was just um, early work. Yeah, it was just bad. That's, my, that's one of my greatest fears is the art. I mean, how do you pick an artist? How do you pick a tattoo artist? Uh, well, for me, it's, it's really uh, 
feeling an emotional response to their work. And, and I, I mean, my, Did you ta- look at their portfolios and stuff. Or? Yeah. And I, you know, I know a lot of artists, like I grew up, um, around Don Ed Hardy and I grew up around people who were getting tattooed very, It'll very heavily. Notes. Yeah. You know, so it's a big, um, it, it's a big thing for me. It's something in, a, in a, sort of an inevitability that I would be heavily tattooed because I, my legacy is that, so it's almost a familial tradition. Okay, but I. Uh, it's, uh, when did you get your first tat? Did you get it I early? I didn't get it till I was thirty-five, oh, and I'm really? forty-two now. But I. Uh, and, you've, and you have a lot. I have a lot of them. Well, What's I'm going for like the turn of the century. Uh, Tattooed ladies, circus lady look. Oh, right, right. Oh, the illustrated woman. The illustrated woman. Mm-hmm. On my back is, um, uh, on the right side is a new tattoo. It's the Ecstasy of St. Teresa. I don't know if people can see it. Holy it's smokes. It's um, a saint uh, who is actually having an orgasm. So uh, she's... Um, it does look like it's working out for her. Yeah. <laughs> she, I saw her, uh, the Bernini sculpture of her in, in Rome, and I was so moved by it because here's a woman... Coming in church, <laughs> right? And I was so impressed. That's the first time I came. No, <laughs> I was so imp- you know, keep it's keep it's really because I can't even come at my house, <laughs> but much less you know. And that's the safest space in the world, right? Church, that's church. Not, yeah. It's mm-hmm. a lot going on. You got the collection plate going by. <laughs> the guy shaking the incense. It's a lot. You know, of you got you got to sing. That's what we used to call it, shaking the incense. Shaking no, the what? Incense. And uh, but um. No, the uh, my the people that worked for my dad were all tattooed, and um, when I was oh, twelve, okay. I, I had no friends, and so my dad was like, "How am I going to get my daughter have some friends?" and and all the people that he worked with were telling him, "Well, you should let her get a tattoo because she'd be so cool." So they were like trying to insist they were like going to take me to get tattooed, right? And he was like, "No, too that, soon. That's too soon. She's twelve years old. Yeah. She can't get a tattoo." When did you get your ears pierced? Um, Probably about ten. Okay. So I, I did have that freedom, but the tattoo was a little much for them, and um, so I always knew that it was going to happen, and I, I I just never got it until I was much older because I thought I I don't have the power to make a good decision when I was like <laughs> right. you know twenty. So I, I when I got older, I thought I, was, I thought oh, I'm going to do this, and and every single one of them is a good choice. Every single one of them is that I've seen are beautifully done. Thank like you. the art is amazing, and thank you because um, I have seen Ted, like my brother Scott has um, his buddy did it when he was fourteen, and it's his name in with just blue ink, just uh-huh. Scott written, and to fix that. Uh, I was just talking to a tattoo guy, a different episode, and he said, well, you could make that a hat, the S, and then make a man or something. Down, I was like... But it, it's like, a, a you hat. know, it, it's very hard, you know, cover... Like, uh, you know, Ian's got a really great cover-up. His artist was really, really good. But it's... To me, it's very hard to do that. And a lot of, a lot of people, like, uh, lasering stuff off and getting it tattooed over and... Oh, right, right. Sort of cleaning the canvas and stuff? Yeah. That's, I don't think that's... I don't know. To me, it's really about... You you live through something, and this is part of your life. You know, you can't erase your history. Right, right. Yeah. And you just, I mean, I was asking this this guy, I was like, so, because he's about 22 years old, and he has a, he must have, his entire right arm is all an homage to professional wrestling. And then, <laughs> and then the other side had like a Venture Brothers guy on it, uh-huh. and, and all this other, I mean, I was like, 
pop culture kind of stuff. And I was like, how's that going to, how's that going to play when you're old? And he's like, I don't care. It turns out, uh, my body's going to be a wrinkled mess anyway. So, um, it might as well be the wrinkled mess that I want it to be. Yeah. I mean, so he's just owning it, you know, I thought it was awesome. I I mean, I I love it. I have a bit of a healthy fear of tattoo artists. Like the tattoo artist that did my, both my cover-ups is kind of like an angry dude. And, um, when I was getting tattooed, I was sitting there for about seven or eight hours and people would come into his shop and ask him for the most ridiculous fucking tattoos like this woman came in she was like i was thinking i have stretch marks and i was thinking that maybe like i'd have like a big dolphin over them and he's like fuck you no and i, oh, I what's was that guy's I, name <laughs> that guy's awesome his, his name's will and will? okay uh, and, is he here in la uh, out of portland maine okay but, portland um, maine but uh but he, he was so, so adam like he will not do art that he doesn't want to do and uh i just do you think that's this, like, true? Real healthy fear of uh, these intense artists. That, yeah, yeah, and I love them. You know, I, I I have so much respect for the art form because it's really something that is that's going to die. You know, yeah. it's an art form that's very temporary. It feels so personal too. You know, like working on other people's skin. Yeah. You know, you absorb the pain that they feel, and the pain can be very intense. And there's blood. And oh, is that know, blood? Yeah, there's a lot. How many of hours have you done in the last three weeks? I've done roughly. in the last three weeks. I've probably done. I, I would say about 50 hours, and that's not even exaggerating, because I'm Whoa. having my entire torso done. I'm, I've got so, a lot of my legs. i got this thing on my back, yeah, and this yeah. on my arm, which is still bruised. Like, it's still bruised. Oh, right, right. This tattoo took, this was in the last three weeks, and it's, had, it's, it, it's really been a good 25 or 26 just on that. Wow. And so, you know. What is in the middle? What, what, it's, just a, it's just a very, very detailed uh, flower. flower. It's cabbage so beautiful. Rose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. And, you know, my artists are some of the best in the world. I work with, like, Kat Von D and Kim Say and Sean Barber and, you know, yeah, like I, Don I, and Hardy. And, and, and it's all here in Los Angeles that you're getting uh, most San of it Francisco, done? Well, and New York. And, um, you know, I, I'm very involved in the tattoo community. Like, I'm such a dork about it. Like, yeah. I'm so... I look at, I basically, online, like, I look at everything that everybody got done that day in the world. Oh, there's and, a way to do that? Yeah. There's, the people... What's the website? Do you, well, all hand? different ones. There's, okay. There's a bunch of different ones. But people, you know, post what they've done, all their work, and, and you see who kind got of ta- what, Who got tattooed today? You can kind of Google that? You can't and, see what, who it is or what their names are, right. but you can see their artwork. Okay. And you can kind of check up on what's happening trend-wise and, you know, what inks people are using, what guns people are using. Yeah, I'm going to email you and get some links because <laughs> uh, I want to put them in the notes. It's really they're, fascinating. They're fascinating. Yeah. It's fascinating, and it's also fascinating what people are getting and, and um, how they do it. And like this band I just did a show with, this great band, The Hold Steady. They're from The your, Hold Steady. Your state. They're from Wisconsin or Minnesota? Minnesota. Minnesota. That's my comedy home state. Your comedy state. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they uh, have a tattoo gun on their bus and the band tattoos each other. I think on that's the so moving beautiful. bus? Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know if it's moving. But okay. They, maybe they stop. <laughs> and they, but I think that's so brilliant. They're not yeah. tattoo artists. They're just dudes. They're, They're just rock dudes stars. Just working on it. I mean, that's, you know, I respect bands so much because I think about those guys fucking live on top of each other like puppies, man. I mean, they just like, there's like four people yeah. or three people that have to live in a van and then they have to share a room and then they or, share yeah. like a hundred bucks. Or like the bu- I mean, the, the whole bus. thing sounds like a... The bus, and you go yeah. on, like, the bus, like, for me, like, I've been on a tour bus a lot, and the, the tour bus, like, you, where everybody's sleeping, and you go in there in the middle of the night, and it sounds like a barnyard. Because it's like, everybody's in their little compartment, and they're like... <laughs> right. That's, and then, then you wonder about bands that have been together for, like, 40 years, you know? They all hate each other, though. Do they all hate each yeah, other? Yeah, I think so. 
Or, that's why they're never together. I suppose. I don't but know. I, I think you two probably still likes each other. Yeah, don't you think? <laughs> they're really sweet. They're, don't you yeah. think? They just seem like the only band that's probably zen with each other. I know so. that the Beatles used to get together every year, didn't they? Did reunion stuff every... No? Oh, I'm sorry. That's probably not. <laughs> it's another music moment with Jackie Cation. I was kidding, that one. That one I was a... But, like, the Rolling Stones are still together, and they yeah. think they're somewhat friendly. Aren't they? They have to be. Right. I mean, well, I mean, and but you think about, like, the, 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 the young bands that are getting together that... Or, like, there's a friend of mine's in a band called the Hodads, and they're from Agoura Hills, and they play weddings. And they have been together for about 27 years, mm-hmm. and they are all dads and they just, I mean, they just play weddings and they just hang out together. But when they go on the road, you know, they have to, I mean, I don't think that they share hotel rooms still, but it's the only thing that comics ever get, right? I mean, the only thing we ever get on the road is our own hotel room, even yeah. if it's a shitty Super 8, you know? Well, you get your own space and, well, just as a comic in general, we, we sort of have our own space, which yeah, is that's great. Yeah, right. But I, that my favorite thing is hanging out with other comics at like one o'clock. The, oh, between yeah. like one and four... Oh, there's yeah. like when you're on the road there's like a between one and four time where you go to the mall or go to a movie or go to lunch and that's just the funnest time of the day yeah usually you, you know you're like smoking pot or or you're just eating mm, i do some eating and uh maria and i will uh, like if i'm on the road with maria we'll do joke machine and we'll like write we'll oh write yeah yeah that's good yeah that we'll yeah, do just, that you know watch a movie go to the movies that yeah. you know go to like a stupid multiplex and just see something stupid yeah it's though i've been trying to do good things now you're working the road ian yeah. My new thing on the road is I try to go and see like the thing that is their town's thing. Like in oh, Erie, yeah, Pennsylvania, yeah. they have an art museum that has like nine items in it. It was four dollars to get in. Uh-huh. And uh <laughs> but it's like there was a Van Gogh, but it was a drawing. <laughs> like they they couldn't yeah. afford a painting, yeah. they could afford a drawing. And I was like, that's still a Van Gogh. I mean, it's still neat. <laughs> so but there's, so I've been trying to do there's that. There's kind of two kinds of comics. There's people, there's comics who get to their destination, have a little bit of time, but they just spend the entire time masturbating in their hotel room. I've or mm-hmm, until mm-hmm. their showtime, right? Or they go out and like have an adventure. Like some right. are really reclusive once they get to their place. And I struggle with myself of like which which comic am I when I get there when I'm doing a solo thing? We like, can who be am both. I? We can be yeah. both. Right? Yeah, I I usually am the first, but um, sure, sure. But uh, I have watched more than one NCIS marathon. I'm not going to lie to you. There's some <laughs> there's some burn notice in a row happening. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love, I love, I love that the, the time alone. But then also, I love the time with the comics because that yeah. reminds me of my childhood. So I've been doing this for so long. Yeah. Like it's really something that I remember, like being fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, hanging out with dudes in their forties oh at like gosh. one o'clock in the afternoon, and being really like, wow, I remember being like seventeen years old with Greg Proops in a hotel room where he's trying to explain baseball. Oh. And really trying to explain baseball, like showing me diagrams. Yeah, and like well, this is what the, this is really the game. This is what this baseball is, is. This is what baseball is, and you you need to understand the the, yeah. the game. Like and he, it, he was on the show, and he talked baseball for fifty seven minutes. He's such a baseball. And he held and, forth, and, and and really, it's so deep. <laughs> it was awesome. He was he started with the Civil War because he knew that I don't care about baseball, and so he and so I said, just make it. I mean, if you care about it, I'll care about it. You know, like tattooing. I don't ever want a tattoo just because it does seem painful. It hurts and, so. Bad. And I think I would choose wrong. And then all of a sudden I would be like, you know, because I have this scar on my finger, I've thought about getting a zipper tattooed right there. <laughs> oh 
that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Because it's because it looks because it I, I I cut my finger right in between the two tendons, so it looks like a zipper. So if I got like a zipper done, just a, be, or you don't don't need a zipper. You just need a zipper pull. Ooh, the pole. Oh, just the, right, and, and just sort of a... Yeah, it's not going to happen. Because uh, then I'd have to get a... And then I couldn't be buried in like a, a kosher, uh, you know. Well, it hurt. Buried among the Jews. I, I, I've been tattooed be for literally hundreds and hundreds of hours over my life. And yeah. I, the, one of my last sessions, my, my artist was doing my stomach, doing Mabrusa, working on Mabrusa. Right. <laughs> and uh, I Mabrusa. was in so much pain. It really felt like he was cutting out my pancreas with a hunting knife. Right. And I, I started to uh, Sob? have... My, no, I had started to have an asthma attack. Oh, my God. Which was really scary. Like, because he was, he was really pu- pressing the gun into my lungs, uh, <sighs> my lungs started to constrict, and it, that was really terrifying. And now, I, do you I've do never... it in series? Like, you can't go get a big one like that. You can't do it all at once, can you? Or do yeah, you? You could, get, you could get a lot done. I mean, you know... For me, it's it's I'm much more of a completist, you know. So that's okay. why I want, and and also the the body space I have is limited because I can't get it on places where people would normally get, like on their forearms. Right. I can't oh. really. I don't tattoo that because I you know want to be an actor. So you oh have right to, right. So you want to be able to wear a three quarter length shirt at yeah, the very least, at least. Yes. And that I mean, it's always it, it's always easy. To Do you disappear. have a favorite tattoo at this point? How about let, two, two or three? <laughs> that's well, a, I have a giant. Kim Say is working on this. Giant tattoo above my vagina. I was like, just do so. I, do, I told, I didn't tell her what to do. I just said, do something that will express the glory of my vagina. <laughs> of what's happening down and there. And then she goes, okay. Uh, I go, you know, just so people that are down there know <laughs> that they're in the right place. They're in the right, and they've chosen and correctly. They've cho- you know, so we, we banded back some, for the ideas that, you know, I, I thought maybe some, some writing like, uh, if you were here, you'd be home right now. Like that kind of. <laughs> You know, that kind of stuff, or like, abandon all hope, all ye who enter here. Like, like there's pirates down there. And um, so I had a lot of different ideas, and then she just really ran with this idea of, of making this beautiful flower. Um, you don't want to put, like, a map to your clitoris on your inner leg? Well, you could do that, but then it also, I have a bare one that kind of moves. Bare left. No? It moves around. Oh, so d- oh little, is it? Is it movable? Well, cl- is it a movable clitoris. feast? Not my clothes, my G spot tends to shift. Oh, okay. In areas. Note to self. So I need more like a gear shift, <laughs> like a gear shift um, diagram. Oh, right, right. It's just Because like... it's in different areas. It moves around. <laughs> how about now? Are you gonna, gonna, I'm going to get a tattoo above my vagina, too. Are you? Yeah. Saying, used to be here? <laughs> yeah, you should, yeah. Have you ever thought about getting like just mirror penises on each leg? Just like just so people should go for the middle one? No, but I've thought about maybe some <laughs> shading to make my fupa a look a little bit, appear smaller. Um, like I have sort of like a, a mound that uh, I wish were smaller. It's like where I gain all my weight for some reason. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's a pouch. <laughs> All right. It's, it's bodily weird. function it's time. Weird. Welcome yeah. to the dark forest. Yeah. It's good, though. It's good. It's, I mean, but yeah, vaginal fat is kind of, it's one of those things where you're like, does, it, does a sit-up hit that area? You know, would yeah. I, no. Would an ab roller hit that? I don't know. Do I need to do, do, I need to do with some planks? How do I get to the vaginal fat? Here's my thing. If someone's down in that area, don't you think you've already, you, the deal's yeah, yeah, closed, you won. right? Well, yeah. it's not really even about anybody else because usually yeah. nobody is judgmental about our bodies. You know, if they're in bed with you, they're not judgmental, but they love everything about you. It's not, it's us that's judgmental. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and, and that my it's judgment. It's the committee meeting yeah. going on in your head. 
my judgment towards my body has nothing to do with what other people have ever, ever said or thought. Right. You know, it's what I've put on myself. Which is unfortunate. It is unfortunate. I wish we could all love our bodies. Well, we should. We should be able yeah. to. And that's, that's the struggle. Yeah. You know, but, but it's, then, I, I suppose it's just practice. Well, I, I don't know. Like, I, for me, I, I'm kind of like, well, then life would be too easy. Oh, okay. And then it would Oh, do no you longer, like the struggle? Well, it would no longer be a challenge. Then, you know, like, I, I always, I appreciate Like, if you like were a challenge. Peace. That sort of yeah. serenity, you're like, mm, that actually sounds boring. Yeah, because I, I would doesn't. have nothing to write about. I would have nothing to struggle oh, against. No, you, would, you, would write, you would write about the nirvana. You would find the hilarity of... The no? joy. The joy. Yeah, but yeah. then joy, joy becomes tedious. Joy becomes repetitive and tedious. And, I mean, I have so many descriptive, I mean, colorful I think- ways of describing pain. It's, it's so much more exciting. <laughs> I, I do say that, I mean, without pain, we wouldn't even know it. I mean, that's that old saying, right? Is that if you, if you don't have bad days, you don't know what good days are like and all and that. And pain is very gratifying in its own, its, its own way. You know, pain is, pain is definitely a kind of an orgasmic reaction to something. You know, if you look at pain if in, from a different perspective, you can really see it, I think. Okay. And I've experienced a yeah. lot of pain now, you know, from my tattooing and oh, right, right. just from stand-up comedy oh, <laughs> in my that. career. So uh, I, I realize it can be orgiastic if you, mm-hmm. if you want to go there, you know. There's something, there's nothing more hilarious than watching someone that you know is hilarious. Eat it. That just, is the funniest. It's the funniest thing oh, in the world is to watch someone who you know is really, really oh, funny die too, a horrible it's death. Too funny, like and you're and you just, you can't stop laughing. I you're just in the that. back of the room. Just so hilarious. Oh, it's too funny. He's a g. Nothing. You nothing. You get nothing. Okay, that's awesome. And then the flicker of rage that will occasionally well, happen. Like, <laughs> and then they're right snapping. The and then the I snapping. love snapping when they're just yelling at the audience, and that's my favorite. Uh, yeah, when it's not going well, it's too good. It's kind of brutal if, if, if somebody loses it too soon, though. Yeah. Like, if they lose it too soon, if I need them to, I need them to try and try and try yeah. and then lose it. Yeah. If there's just a perfect nirvana of them eating it, it's kind of awesome. But it's, it's, very, it's, it, it's such a funny thing to, to watch somebody do bad. And, and, um, and I, I think it's funny when I do bad. Like, I... Like, we'll laugh at myself when I'm bombing. And I bomb yeah. a lot. Oh, it's, uh, when I, you know, when, uh, yeah, when I, when I'm eating it, I think, I, I think it's funny because it doesn't make any sense to me. It's, it's usually, I'm just like, really, nothing is working with you people. Yeah. And I did, I did a show the other night where, um, I tried to do, like, I, I was in Hipster Venice, mm-hmm. which everyone was, who dresses up? Uh, I guess people in Venice, uh, when they go to a, like a jazz bar, which had comedy, error one. And, uh, <laughs> and so I thought I would do all my cool, smart jokes, and they were all nodding politely and, and smiling. And then so I was like, okay, nothing. But they were a little older, so then I went to my family stuff, and I got a little bit better reaction, but not really. And I was like, really? So I went to my dirty stuff, and uh, nope, they hated that. And then, <laughs> and then I get off stage and they were like you were amazing and i was like that's, couldn't have told from where i was yeah, standing that's the weirdest thing is like you get off stage and thought i just i, I ate it so hard up right. there and then people come up and they're like that was really that was, was fucking great it and was amazing like, man where were you well, where it's, were? you know what's really weird like this has happened to me in england too like where people hate the idea of you <laughs> and they're gonna hate you regardless of what you say even if what you say makes them laugh like i would do these shows in in England, where people would be laughing and they would stop themselves. 
Because they're like, oh, that's right, I hate you. Oh, that's right. Oh, I forgot, I hate you. Oh, sorry, I forgot, I totally hate you. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You were fucking like, and I would scream at people. Like, I was at the point in England where I was standing, not even on the stage, I was standing on tables. And that's, it started pointing my finger at people and that's bad when you're actually pointing and I was yelling like you don't think I'm a comic well you're not a fucking audience like really <laughs> screaming that they're not even a fucking audience like how dare you you're not even sitting here like um, right, you are so, not even a person you're not you're not even here <laughs> how dare you and like I, I I had a couple shows in in the United Kingdom where I really thought I'm not gonna survive like I might get killed. Right. Because there's so much drinking and there's so much anger towards women and they hate women in comedy. Well, sometimes the, the testosterone level in any of like weird gigs sometimes gets so intense where you're like, I am going to need a walk to my car. That is what is going to happen at, at the, the very end of least. this vehicle. Yeah. Uh, and like I need like I need like fucking you know, Tommy Lee Jones to come and take me somewhere. <laughs> like, I'm just scared. A, like, woman, need... a woman once charged the stage uh, 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 with me uh, many years ago, and my sister, for some reason, was sitting in the front row and tripped her. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Why was she charging? Uh, I think, you know, when you first start doing stand-up and you, the only way you know how to h- stop hecklers is to say the most horrifying thing that comes into your brain box. And I think I hit her too hard too soon. And she was <laughs> super drunk, and I just, I, I just got too dark too quick. You know, like, there's levels. Yeah. You're supposed to build yeah. to uh, you are actually a waste of human space. Uh, I mean, you're supposed yeah. to build to that. Like, the first level is you're just like, hey, stop whispering like you're under a helicopter or whatever the line is, right? And then it's then you make fun of them, and then you then the third level for me is me going, you genuinely have to shut up now. And, uh, and then everyone laughs, and some people clap, and it's great. And then the fourth level is where the level... And I think I went right to level four in this. Yeah, that, I do that too, though. Like, I can't, I have no patience because I'm like, why, like, I'm like, why did you fucking come here? Right. You, well, made you the have effort. people, you have fans. So when people come to see you, no, I've seen it where we're, where it's a sweet, sweet space to be in where people are like, I want to hear what you're thinking about, you it's know? It's good. No, it's really, yeah. I'm really lucky. You know, I'm really, really fortunate in yeah, my but, career. But. And so when it doesn't happen that way, you're like, what the hell are you even doing here? Yeah, you get very used to it. Yeah. You get but, very used but, to it. And, but then I get like, I'm like, why are you an asshole? Like, right. you, you, paid, you paid for parking. Right. Right. You're the one. You're the, you, you have know. beer at home. Why have you yeah, come? Yeah, why did you come? Yeah. To, be, to be judgmental and hate what I'm doing. Like, that's not... That's, it's, it's really a violation of what the social contract of comedy is. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I find that really offensive, you know? I want that t-shirt. Yeah, well, don't <laughs> come see a, us if you're not yeah. going to laugh. Like, don't come. Right. If you're not, like, d- why? You cannot, why has your girlfriend made you come to the show? Why has yeah. your husband made you leave your home and yeah. you sit with your arms crossed in the front row so that I cannot concentrate on the 219 other people that are in the room? It's which so is wrong. my fault. My, you know. I mean, obviously. yeah, I always look at the, but do you look people in the eye when I you do. perform me? I do. <laughs> I like it. I like looking people in the eye. Do you look it people is, in yeah. the eye? Yeah. yeah. I've, I've definitely snapped on stage. Um, yeah. And the first few years of doing comedy, uh, I didn't have, I, I wasn't on testosterone. I didn't have a beard. I had triple D tits. And I handled um, uh, my audiences a, a lot more female, like, of like, more passive and and but I definitely snap a lot fucking harder now okay. than than I used to and, and um, quicker 
Yeah, quicker and um, and meaner and just like a fucking cock, really. Just uh, <laughs> like, a, like a fucking asshole. And, uh, Have you always done transgender stuff since, since you started the no, change? No. Or, okay. I, I mean, I... I Oh, from since I started, the, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah, okay. I, yeah, most of the time. But usually, I don't let that cat out of the bag until deeper into my set. Usually, I I make people like me first, and then I come yeah. out. And then if you hate me, then you're a fucking asshole. Uh-huh. Um, Did you like me for twenty minutes earlier? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And now. Um, but uh, I one uh, one time actually we were doing a show and uh, I have a hunting joke and and I was sometimes test the audience to see if there's anybody in the audience that has a gun with them and this one guy was in a balcony he was like fucking yeah I do and. Uh, and I, and I was scared to tell the joke a little bit, but then and then he yelled out some sort of threat from the balcony, like he was going to meet me in the parking lot after. It was like in Florida. It was yeah. like at Ebor. It was a really creepy oh, moment. So it was like one of those. Um, but I one of the things I've I've learned a little bit about is if they've already, the crowd already likes you, get the crowd to turn on them. And that was one of the things for yeah, me that was really helpful. It. I was like, dude, it's like all of us against you, motherfucker. And everybody just went wild. Even if they weren't with me, they became with me because I included them on the whole thing. So it's like when Gryffindor but. turned and faced the Slytherins when Harry Potter <laughs> yeah, yeah, abs- <laughs> when when Voldemort said that they had to turn him over, and then the Gryffindors stood up and they all faced the Slytherins. It was great. That's exactly. That, like if you that. can make that exactly happen, like that. that's a win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, uh, but sorry. One time, actually, one <laughs> no, time, uh, I'll tell you about a little temper tantrum yeah. that I had post testosterone. That um, uh, my girlfriend and I were loading our bikes into the back of my truck. We were going to go for a bike ride down in in Venice. Uh, we were all dressed up and. Uh, <laughs> To go down there, we went down there and uh, we stopped off at McDonald's to get like an egg McMuffin and um, and you know how to show a lady a good time. I know, you know. <laughs> and uh, we arrived at McDonald's at about ten twenty six. If you know where I'm headed with this, and uh, so I'm saying that this is uh, after being on testosterone and not really uh, um, it, uh, accustomed to my new temperament, which is, I'm not, I'm not like, you know, the Hulk where I fucking, you're not going to like me when I'm angry. I don't, not, I don't turn none of that, but I was standing in line and, and, uh, the woman behind the counter just clearly ignored us waiting for 1030 to pass. So she wouldn't have to give us some fucking flapjacks. And, right. uh, so I'm standing there and I, and it, the, the clock on the wall is 1030 and uh, I'm like, can we, and she steps up and I say, can we have two egg McMuffins? And she's like, She's like, I'm sorry, we're not serving breakfast anymore. And I'm like, um, we've been standing here for a few minutes, and it's 10.30, like, you can't whip up whatever. And she's like, no, that clock don't work. And I said, oh, and she whips out a cell phone, flips it open, and, uh, and says, yeah, it's, it's, it's past 10.30. And I said, so we're supposed to go by the fucking clock on your fucking phone that's in your pocket, not the one on the wall here. Right. And she's like, yeah. And I go, fuck you! <laughs> Like, and I basically just gave her, like, the double trailer park fucking birds. <laughs> the grossest, like... Right. You are not the hero of that story. No. Yeah. No. And I'm, my girlfriend yeah. and the girl behind the counter, thank God, just started to laugh at me. <laughs> like, obviously, you have not fucking... Right. Uh, Somebody snapped. ...assessed this information <laughs> properly. Awesome. And I'm like, I'm fucking out of here. And, like, we go, like, literally <laughs> out the driveway and across the way to Jack in the Box, and I fucking got a egg fucking sandwich. But all over that, like... I'm just an asshole now in ways that... I ask my girlfriend now to say things on my behalf. I'm like, will you tell her that she forgot my salad dressing because I'm afraid I'm going to sound like an asshole? Like, that's... Yeah. Like, the kind of... Yeah. You know, it's that, fucked up. Uh, yeah. I've been there. 
<laughs> and I am not on testosterone. It turns out I'm just kind of a dick sometimes. It's very sad. Well, I think it comes with maturity, too. You start to ask for what you need in life. <laughs> right. Right. And sometimes you ask for what you need not politely. It's uh, Well, sadly. you know, we don't have a lot of time left. <laughs> oh, the clock is ticking. The clock is ticking. Oh, tick-tock. I know. I, I, uh, I did... Uh, I, I snapped at some guy who held the door for me wrong, and uh, and I sadly how is, it wrong? how is it wrong? He was in the way. He was in uh, the way. I couldn't get through the door, but it was very nice. Uh, but you, so you would have to go under his arm. I don't know. It was like what a weird was. square was, dancing. I was mad because there was no elevator, and I had to carry my luggage. It was a bad. It was I was a bad person in the entire story uh, because uh, and my <laughs> husband uh, had to actually uh, he had to go because I I said uh, I'm just. Uh, and, and so he held it, and I said to him, and I will quote, and I said, why don't you just fucking play through? And um, <laughs> he didn't know what that meant, because that, uh, what, are we golfing? No, we're not. <laughs> and uh, and it, I had a witness, which I hate a witness when I am acting like a jackass, and because uh, I apologize when I'm alone, but when I, there's a witness, a loved one, and, uh, and then my loved one has to go, you apologize like I am a child. <laughs> Being treated like a child when you are acting like a child, there's nothing worse than that. Uh, <laughs> I am acting like a child, and now you've noticed. But you know, and like, I, 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 try, I try to, you know, like, I really try to check myself. Like, I, I went, I was, I hadn't slept for a week, and I went, I went to Sydney, Australia, a couple of years ago, and I, I, I got to my hotel finally. I hadn't slept, like, in a week trying to make this flight, trying to go. Oh, right, right. It was really hard, and I got there, and, um, you know, I was at the hotel, and it was after check-in, and my room wasn't ready. Oh, right. And I waited, you know, waited for like two hours after check-in, waiting for my room to be ready. And then... Um, and all you had was jet lag. Oh, it was just jet lag, and I was so insane from not sleeping. And I finally, I walked up to the counter, and I, I said, you know, it's been quite a long time now. Is my room ready? To the woman that I've been dealing with for hours. And then this woman next to me, a customer, goes, please? And I said, what? And she goes, when you ask for something, you should say, please. <laughs> and it, I mean, it took everything not to just cold cock this. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, shit. Like, I really was going to punch her. Like, I yeah. had to really hold my hand down. Nice like, work. Nice work. I, had to really, I was like, I had to open my hand and close it and open it again. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm going to fucking clock this cunt like um, right, uh, she's dead right that was the last thing you'll ever say out loud oddly enough man. Uh, <laughs> please but in like a really like creepy like new zealand act, like, play like real please uh, yeah play and i said you know what i've been talking to this woman for she's my friend we've been dealing with this for hours so this has nothing to do with you don't worry about it She's my buddy. Right. I don't need to say please to my buddy. Right. And she was, I've I said please like nine times. <laughs> but she goes, I don't care who she is. You say please when you ask for something. And I said, I go, you know what? Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> yeah, that's all you can say at that I, but point. then when Good I work. looked at her she knew that I was crazy right <laughs> and then she said that is uh, the problem she's like, I'm so you're really tired yeah yeah and then she backed off because she knew she was yeah. almost dead right she There's just had a near death experience exactly she almost had an NDE what <laughs> Almost saw the light. Oh man, there it is from a distance. <laughs> wow. Let's. I don't even know where to go from there. That's uh. That's 
because I, I want I, I always like to ask people what they're reading and stuff and, and what to suggest. Let's go to a happy topic. Oh, well, this is a good book. What I'm reading yeah? is really good. Um, what are you reading? Motorcycles for Dummies. <laughs> well, I'm going, to motorcycles? Motorcycles? I'm going to motorcycle school. It's, it's also how to fix motorcycles. That's part of it. If you're going to ride, you actually have to learn how to fix your motorcycle. Because oh. anything can go wrong on the road. And, and, motorcycles and you're require, in the middle of nowhere, right? Yeah, they require a lot more maintenance than automobiles. You know, that, because it's a very simple machine. Okay. And you need, um, you need to know how it works and you need to fix it. And the, the motorcycle actually has a tool kit inside of the motorcycle. Oh, wow. So you... Like an Allen wrench and a... Everything. Okay. And, and, and so that, I'm learning that. And it's a great, it's a, it's a great thing to know. It's very powerful. So I'm it would be. It was starting now, the process. Do you have a motorcycle? I or? have one. I bought one. Okay, but you, do you have a license? And no, I have to go to school. You got the book and you got a motorcycle. I have a, and I have together a book. They're gonna... I have the motorcycle itself. Which and, what kind? What um, kind? I have a now a Honda. It's a 1966 Ooh. Honda uh, 350 Dream. And it's all white. It's like an Anne Margaret. Um, oh, that's awesome. Vehicle. Get yourself Beautiful. a pillbox hat. Yeah, I think it's really beautiful. I, yeah. I need to get a jumpsuit. I, I, I have, oh, a, I have a jacket with body armor in it, but I, I need to have like other stuff, you know, to add on. And I just, I, I, I love it. You know, I, I love, I, I love the, I, I know it's a kind of inevitable. It's been inevitable since I was five years old and I saw Batgirl. Oh, wow. On her motorcycle. And I was like, oh, no. That's, <laughs> That's going to happen. And a 350 is kind of perfect. Just because, just, yeah, you know, just really, zipping around town. It's and, really sweet. I, I, I mean, for me, it's just, I'm just going to ride it to Pilates. Oh, are you? <laughs> you know, I'm going to ride it like the three blocks to Pilates and back. <laughs> but that's enough. You're not going to ride up into the Malibu Mountains? I might. You know, I may. My, be, my, like my day trippy kind of stuff. Well, my one, one thing is I would really love to ride it to sets. You know, that'd be great to like go to do stand up. Like, oh, right. That would be fun. I always worry about my hair, you know, because you got to wear a helmet. I know you think to yourself, really? Do you worry about your hair? But uh, <laughs> but I do, I do. I, I think you're all sweaty, kind of when you're yeah, in a. Yeah, I don't bike. know. My hair, my hair sort of sustains okay. itself. You know, it can be greasy and kind of. I picture her like riding it to the Hollywood Farmers Market and just like walking around with like her helmet in her hand. Like, oh yeah, you know, yeah. Like... It's very like you know, with just a real big curl, like big curls, <laughs> yeah. bouncy curls. Yeah, yeah. Just That'd walking be... around Farmers Market. That'd be great. I like the idea of that. Did you? Do you have other? motorcycle books or is that your first of, one? I have a bunch of the, I, I have like all the, all the different like instructional ones and then Zen and the Art of, Art of motorcycle, motorcycle Maintenance and then like, you know. Oh, I've never read that. Yeah, I've so, never read that. So I, I'm looking forward to reading that. I, I've kind, I kindled like all these different oh, right, right. motorcycle books. It'd be nice. Do you have a, uh, do you have a coffee table book with pictures of motorcycles? Not yet. Because that'd be, that'd be the way to go too. I think it'd be a nice I one. think that's a, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's yeah. A good idea. Motorcycles of the 60s. And, uh, uh, yeah, that's my era too. It's a, and I, because I, I remember there was an Elvis movie that uh, he rode a motorcycle. Not just mm. one, many, many motorcycles. Oh, they're beautiful. But they were all from the 60s, and they were all those awesome bikes that were, they're all more stripped down. They're not choppers, and they're not, you know, yeah, it's not easy rider. It's just more of a... But they're good on the body, too. Like, I think choppers are pretty hard on your body, like, because you have to have, like, your legs elevated in kind of a natu- natural way, and your lower oh, okay. back is distended, and... So, you know, I was thinking about the ergonomics of the bike before I got it, too. Oh, right, right, because the Ninja's more of a crotch rocket. And uh, yeah. so, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And what about, um, what are you reading? 
You read? Uh, you know what? I, I have two things I want to say. I, when anybody a- asks me that, I always get really nervous because there's two ty- kinds of people before bed. There's the person who like reads before bed, and there's the person who like watches TV before bed. Yeah. And I'm the latter. Yeah. And uh, so I do read a little bit here and there. Yeah. Um, but I'm super obsessed right now with reading all the comments on my Kickstarter. Uh, on oh, my, hello. Yeah, I'm, do you I'm, have a Kickstarter program? I do. That you'd I, like and to I'm talk super about? obsessed with it right now because uh, it's. I have like 15 days left and I'm sweating my. What, 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 my what are you going to do? I'm uh, filming my very first solo stand up comedy special for DVD? TV. For TV and DVD. Okay. Um, on Yay. January 7th. January 7th. And so you're going to I'm super it. obsessed with like whoring myself out and trying to come up with creative ideas and this if people the like them or it. not. And mm-hmm. uh, so. Yeah, you um, got it. I mean, it's it's great though. I mean, this is a really important project. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be in the show and it's a, it's a really, really good thing. And it, where are you going to do it? I'm doing it in my hometown of Portland, Maine. Nice. Um, a really great theater called Portland Stage Company. And it, I'm not only just the only trans guy comic in the fucking world. World, but I'm also the, going to be the only trans guy comic with a fucking comedy special. That's right. So, yeah, it's great. Do it. yeah. yeah, it's so great. So I'm So if you would like to kick in, uh, just go to ianharvey.com. Ian Harvey, which will be in the notes. Ianharvey.com. So. One of the rewards is uh, actually Margaret and I are going to do a Skype concert for somebody. Um, oh, we'll do and, a private, uh, private yeah, Skype private concert. Skype concert. It'll be very special. You can get naked. We won't. But uh, if you want to, if you want to, will you, know, you sell something. hugs? So. You could sell hugs. I actually did. I actually said. I actually one of my one of my other rewards is a very long, uncomfortable, awkward <laughs> hug for for like twenty five dollars or something. Yeah, that's but, yeah. worth twenty five so bucks. I can't remember how much I am offering for a really long, awkward. Oh, that's but, uh, awesome! That's totally priceless. <laughs> exactly, much more <laughs> worth much more than uh, than twenty five dollars. And so, what? <laughs> let's plug a let's plug a show. Where, where are you going to go? Be going up? Well, like end of the year, you guys doing New Year's shows? No, I don't like. You know what? I, I stopped doing New Year's shows because I got the the time wrong, and I counted down the New Year uh, five minutes off. Yeah, too early, and somebody got mad. They got really mad. You got banned, and this is before anybody had phones. And right, so, so nobody they didn't, knew. They trusted me. Yeah, and I was wrong, and, and people were pissed. <laughs> So I and it turned out it was still 2008. Yeah. So I. What I, the hell? But I don't like New Year's Eve. I don't like working on New Year's Eve. People get no, it's drunk. grim. It's like it's a. I mean, not, not people good. who never see comedy usually go out to see comedy on New Year's Eve, and then they're usually complete maroons. And there's no business but, doing comedy at midnight. Yeah, people are that wasted. It's right, right. Babysitting at that point. It's yeah, not a, and and you should never hand people noisemakers and no. as they walk yeah. into a comedy club. Here you go. It's like the dumbest idea in the world. It's really bad. Yeah. So I'm doing uh, the night before New Year's Eve, which is awesome at the uh, Opera House in Aspen, Colorado. Oh, that's so, great. Yeah, the Wheeler. So I, I, awesome. I, 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 I filmed a special there. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did um, my pulp comics there. Oh, cool. And uh, that was really, really good. Um, and it's a great venue. Awesome. Um, I, you know what? I saw Michael Richards there. Yeah. Just screaming at some dude. And this was before that whole laugh actor. The whole thing. screaming at some he, other dude? Yeah. He, okay. I, every time, like, there was like a period of time where I would see him and he would be fucking screaming at somebody and with the finger in the face. Yeah. Like me performing in England, finger in the face, <laughs> like screaming at somebody in their face. But he was screaming at some dude, like, behind the stage, like, at the Wheeler. And then the second time I saw him was when the when the prince came to America, the the Prince Charles. Okay. Came to America and there was, there was a premiere of I think it was Frankenstein. It was Kenneth Branagh's Frankenstein. Okay. And it was all the British people and um 
uh, what the thing about is that when the prince comes, you can't get, you can't do anything before the prince. The prince arrives last. The prince leaves first. So the prince doesn't want to go home. You can't leave the building. And you can't get your car out of the valet parking until the prince gets his car out of valet parking. The prince is always first. So Michael Richards wanted to go home, but he couldn't get his car out because the prince this is in was hanging out. Yeah. This was in L.A. I the don't prince, approve. I don't but, approve well, of the prince having that kind of power here. He has the, he has the power of valet parking. You can't get... <laughs> you can't, the ballet is run by a commonwealth. You cannot get your parking. You, you, can't, you have no rights over your own parking. You, the, right? the princess, mm-hmm. But he couldn't get... And he... I mean, how, who does that? You're fucking screaming at like a uh, valet car... Get, you know, guess what, Michael like, Richards? Take a cab. You know they they you work have for 50 no dollars. money. Yeah. You know yeah. that that's like the hardest job where they you don't you got to respect some of these people that. You Did know, you think work. about saying you should say please? Did you think please? about that? <laughs> yeah. Please, please. When you point your finger in somebody's face, he's got to say please. Uh, so, <laughs> Melbourne, Melbourne, and uh, so <laughs> it's. Uh, I always felt bad for him just because he never got to be not famous doing stand-up comedy. He was always famous trying to learn how to do stand-up. And was he? He was like, he was like, well, he was, he was a genius just a, before, like on Fridays and, of course, Seinfeld. Because he was an improv actor, right? I mean, yeah, he was I just, guess. But he was never a stand-up, so he never got to be a sucky stand-up. Yeah. Because he always had to be a famous stand-up, and then when he lost his shit, well, there was it, no... Even if, even, we all lose our shit, but there's no reason to point your finger in somebody's face. Oh, no, 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 uh, no, unless you immediately apologize and yeah. go, hey, look what I broke. Unless, I broke it's, unless it's both middle fingers at the <laughs> fucking McDonald's lady. <laughs> and then someone laughs in your face. <laughs> and on that note, we should probably oh, let you yeah. go. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Margaret, Margaret Cho, Ian Harvey, they've been amazing. <laughs> it's Garfunkel and Oates. Get up here. Yay! <laughs> There's one of them. There's the other one. (laughs) Hi, everybody. How are you? What's up? Hi, Jackie. So what are we doing? Are we just playing some song? Yeah. All right. Do you know the Mexican hat there? No. Those lyrics are so difficult. (laughs) I don't... You probably played on your uke. Yeah. I think it's probably one chord, isn't it? Oh, yeah. No, I don't know. I just yeah. transposed Too hard it. for us, sorry. Uh, by the way, you know, I get paid every time you sing that. You ready? Yeah, I like this sitting down, standing up thing, because now you seem even way taller. Even taller? <laughs> I don't think I need... <laughs> <laughs> Somebody tweeted me. They're like, "Are you really large, or is Kate really small?" I'm like, "She's really small." <laughs> like, there's only one answer for that. Um, <laughs> um, this song is about when you run into someone and you, uh, they know who you are, but you don't know who they are. And then, um, well, well, basically, we wrote a song about that very moment. Yeah, and then they get mad at you, and because like, they catch you, and they get mad at you. And but we, we a, think that it's really not your fault that you don't remember them. Yeah, we have a theory about it. Yes. So here it is. Ready? You say hello, and I say hello back. You say it's nice to see me again. Crap. This conversation just keeps going. Want to get through this without you knowing? You can see it in my eyes. My calculating bullshit lies. You look at me so appalled because I don't recognize you at all. 
now am I an asshole or are you just boring? Because one of these two things must be true. Am I self-absorbed, preoccupied, and shockingly cunty? Or is there just nothing memorable about you? Well, even if I'm arrogant and totally suck, I'm still betting on the ladder because you're bland as fuck. I don't know who you are. I don't have a freaking clue, so get a catchphrase, get an accent, fuck your face up with a tattoo. Okay, so fine, so now you know that I don't know, so there you go. You don't even look a little familiar to me, and I blame you. I blame you. I'm willing to bet this happens to you a lot. This can't be the first blank stare that you've got. You're a sandfield desert without a mirage. You're a Honda Accord in a parking garage. You're camouflage on camouflage. You're a dumb white guy on entourage. You've chosen no form of expression, yet I expect to make an impression. Now am I a shithead or are you just bluff? Hey, I think that question is pretty fair. Now you're looking at me like I just drop-kicked a baby, but I won't remember you anyway, so I don't care. Your overwhelming averageness is such a drag, so fix the situation or wear a name tag. I don't know who you are, not even a little bit, so carry nunchucks and off to black kid to make people give a shit. Okay, so fine, so now you know that I don't know, so there you go. You don't even look a little familiar to me, and I blame you. I've done that before sometimes. Yeah. Or it's like a it's like an air ball but opposite. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. It took me a minute. Um okay, so this next song. <laughs> okay, so after that uh, Ricky and I we were uh, in Utah and we had the Saturday afternoon off, so we decided to go go-karting. And uh I grew up on go-karts, so I was like zipping around really fast and I look over at Ricky and she's driving super, super slow. Mm. And I'm like, really? Are you pouting over go-karting? And then she just stopped in the middle of the track and didn't, didn't, just sat there and I was like, what the heck? And then I found out what was going on and then it made more sense. Okay, so basically, uh, here's what happened. So, um, I was sitting on a big, giant, vibrating piece of metal at a forward tilted angle and the faster I went, the more it vibrated. (laughs) And I was like, oh my god, I started to feel a little weird. So I was like, I gotta go really slow or I'm not gonna make it through this 20 minutes around the track. (laughs) So I start going really, really slow and it's fine, but then I see Kate sort of zipping by me and for some reason my thought was like, well, if she can do it, I can do it, which I don't know why I assumed we had the same vaginal sensitivity. We don't. Because we don't um, at all. So uh, so I sped up, and then it was like, nope. And I just pulled over, and I hung my head in shame for the rest of the 20 minutes. <laughs> and I was totally convinced that everybody knew what happened. I don't know why. That's the funniest thing. Like, I can't... I, I could, if you gave me a hundred guesses, I would never have guessed that that's what was going on. You know, like, I think that if that happened to everybody who rode on a go-kart, go-karting would be a lot more popular. That's true. <laughs> that's true. But here's our song about it. 
Get on my go-kart, strap myself in Rev up the engine, let the fun begin Put my foot on the gas and I'm out of the gate But the faster I go, the more the metal vibrates My body's tingling from my head to my toes But the thing that's really buzzing, I hope nobody Cause I'm feeling kind of funny in a biblical way God damn, it's shaking hard on my Georgia O'Keeffe bouquet <laughs> I never does this challenge Machine, turn the motor on Under my hood Go-kart racing, accidentally masturbating Go-kart racing, mechanical self-fornicating Go-kart racing, no stop until I cross the finish line Shifting gears <laughs> I got it, I got it. Shifting gears, shifting gears, I can feel my heart throb. Hope nobody notices I'm getting a lube job. Don't need no gentleman to start my engine, cause I can even feel a little rear suspension. <laughs> Trying to cover up my scandal like I'm Goldman Sachs, but shit is getting real on this indoor track. I'm about to go blind and I feel like a creep, cause it's pressing on my horn like beep, beep, beep. Now my drive-in is getting erratic, cause this transmission is automatic. Go-kart racing, accidentally masturbating. Go-kart racing, mechanical, so fornicating. Go-kart racing, no stop until I cross the finish line. If the fruit is ripe, you might as well pluck it. Was gonna slow down, but then I thought, fuck it. No one look at me, cause this is it. Green flag, go, go, holy shit. Go-kart racing, accidentally masturbating. Go-kart racing, mechanical, so fornicating. Go-kart racing, no stop until I cross the finish line. He changed. Teaching go car racing, accidentally masturbating, go car racing, mechanical supporting, go car racing, and stop until I cross the finish line. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Which one? The one we were supposed to do? I don't know if I can do it. No. I don't think I'll do it. You want to be. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. All right. So we're gonna so try you know when song. you're in college and someone's like serenading. We're <laughs> 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 um, in a song about it. Yeah. Where do, do I look? Wait, when wait. What? Oh damn! <laughs> Our target. There's a sorry. joke in the song, and a well, that was supposed to involve Jackie, but she keeps leaving. <laughs> <She just> <laughs> Hey, Jackie. She's busy. She keeps leaving. Will you come here for a second? Yes. Will you come sit in the front row? (laughs) We need you for this song. Do I need to look really serious? Yeah. Yes. Or else she's going to start laughing. So, yeah, like that. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Okay, ready? Ready? Where do I look when someone's serenading me? I look him in the eyes and it feels really awkward. Am I supposed to stare at him the entire song? If I look away, will he know I'm bored? Can he just look beyond the horizon like a cowboy in a Folgers commercial? Or close his eyes like he's feeling real deep so I can close my eyes like I'm going to sleep? Hey girl, hey girl, hey girl in the moonlight. Why doesn't he break eye contact? Doesn't he feel stupid singing at me like that? He plays guitar as well as me, and that's not saying much. He sings like he's in 1983, like Richard Marks, but tough. Hey girl, hey girl, hey girl in the moonlight. Everybody, hey 
girl, hey girl, hey girl in the moonlight. Where do I look when someone's serenading me? I look him in the eyes and it feels really awkward. Hey girl in the moonlight. You've seen another live The Dork Forest. You've done vital work. Next month, my guest will be Kevin Eastman, creator of the Ninja Turtles. The freaking mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. We can finally ask if April ever really slept with those turtles. I'm so looking forward to that. December 20th is the next uh, Live the Dork Forest. Thank you so much for coming out and supporting it live. And uh, tune in and jackiecation.com, dorkforest.com. And uh, how about a nice round of applause for Zach, who does the sound. Patrick Brady will fix it and post. Vilmos does the uh, website. And Mike Rickberg sings the song beginning and end of every episode. Thanks a lot, you guys. Good night. I'm going to introduce, uh, uh, we're going to bring Mike and Sarah back up, and uh, you guys are going to uh, close us out with the Mexican hat dance. If those of you who don't listen to the dork, who listens to the dork for us, by any chance? By any, some clapping? All right. Who came here just to see Margaret Cho? Really? What the fuck? Anyway, but that's good. So how many people just love comic books and know about this space? All right, you can clap. I can't uh, see you really well. Okay, because here's the scoop. If you, if you listen to The Dork Forest, you will know that this man wrote and composed the opening song and then just has made up words to an awesome old classic. T- t- speak into the microphone and tell the story. And I made it into the closing song. Here's the thing. You know you have little personal private jokes with yourself that no one else thinks is funny. Well, I've had this with myself for many years. I've tried it out on people. Nobody's ever laughed. (laughs) I was convinced that it was time to stop trying, and somehow, when we were recording... Episode one. That that first uh, taped episode, it worked its way into the conversation, and then Jackie harvested it and actually used it at the end. And it caught on like wildfire. Who knew? So here we go. I'm going to lead us all now. It's the, the traditional Mexican hat dance. Now remember, this is not funny. I was asked to do this. When, when you don't laugh, it's going to be okay. <laughs> do you want to sit? Jackie likes it. Do you want to sit and do it into the microphone? Yeah, yeah. That'll yeah, that'll be better. nice. I'll feel more protected on this chair. There you go. You'll have the table in all front right. of you. I'll do it once. Yes, and then we can all sing it. And then I'll teach you there's a variation. Ooh. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. My hat, my hat, my hat. Now what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, then it's probably a Mexican hat dance. (laughs) So take off your hat and let's dance. Now... Now there's an, uh, there's a, in the box Ooh. set, there's a, a, there's a $200 box set available where I give you my liner notes, there's pictures of me. It has the alternate version, which goes, it's, uh, if it looks like a Mexican hat, then it sounds like a Mexican hat, it's most likely a Mexican hat. <laughs> so let's do that version, shall we? Jackie, yes. We, they, yes, let's all, okay. The, now, Jackie said, do you want to bring lyrics? And I said, no, if these people can't retain these handful of lyrics, they don't do it. So that's what's up. I'll do, I'll do the verse. 
my hat. And then we'll all my hat. The the edgy. It's not as funny. It's more poignant. The verse. It's more (laughs) something to think about. And then and then if it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat. Most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yes. And that and when we do that, then then it's over, right? Then we all just storm out of here. This song has caused stampedes in the past. Oh, it's a good one. (laughs) All right. So don't don't. People want it as a ringtone. I don't know how to do that. I understand it's incredibly simple. I can do that. If we can monetize that, I can make it happen. (laughs) Hey. All right. Run. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. You might say, why are they dancing around the hat? That's something going. My hat, my hat, my hat. Now, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance, and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Big finish. So take off your hat and let's dance. Ladies and gentlemen, my life is complete. 